Happy to say that, yes, I discovered you, of course. I'll take all the credit. Uh, nah, but you know, I mean, you know what it is. The numbers speak, 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 uh, speak volumes. So, um, anyway, I've got uh, a few here, uh, with me joining us today. Okay. Um, I got my DJ over there, DJ Infinite Sounds, Big Dre. Shout Hi, out. everybody. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dre, you hear me over there? Yes. Everything good? Okay. Uh, my daughter, she's coming any minute, and uh, she's on dog duty. I got a big-ass Mastiff in here somewhere. Uh, I know the feeling. I have two bullies, so I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, wow. You've got two. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That I'm is boy and girl, so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and I haven't had them fixed yet, so you know. Yeah, mine either. We're trying to actually get <laughs> <a> segment, so <laughs> see, fingers crossed. <laughs> see, um, I I'm there. Um, mm -hmm. so okay, well let's um let's get right into it. Um, Shout out to Ace too, my man. Appreciate oh yeah, you too. <laughs> Pre appreciate you. No, he's around. All right, so um. All right, so today on Club Toolbox, and I'll explain Club Toolbox in a quick brief uh, statement. Uh, Club Toolbox is a deliverable, we would like to call it, uh, whereas an artist, a musician, a producer, a writer, an artist, period, can uh, tune in and find out uh, what tools other artists and musicians and, and so on are using uh, on their way towards success. Um, we cover everything from uh, the legal aspect to the artistry, behind the scenes and front of the scenes, everything in between. Uh, so we just like to, to give people tools um, uh, for success. It's not like we've got nine steps or yeah. uh, you know, a, 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 a quick uh, couple of seminars. Um, this is an ongoing process. It's ever changing. There's other artists dropping jewels for other artists. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, so, um, Caitlin Morrell uh, is, of course, I know, uh, an artist, but for those who do not know, um, who can, uh, what would we say is, would you like to put in your own words, Caitlin Morrell? I'm a singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, um, endometriosis advocate. <laughs> I have many titles. <laughs> many okay. titles. All right. Well, that that sounds like a, a lot, actually. Yeah, I'm constantly busy, but singing in my music is is the priority. But I've I've done modeling. I, I run a nonprofit as well. I have um, a curl cream product. I have a sorbet product. It's all natural, organic sorbet. So I'm oh, I'm wow. constantly diving into everything. Okay. All right. Well, you know, the women are doing it and doing it big these days. Uh, yes, <laughs> you know, we, we see them all the time now uh mm -hmm. it's undeniable uh so yes when i first came uh came across you i thought that your project was outstanding shout out to your team um yes, i have the really, best team in the world <laughs> you, you, you know you really do and, and the evidence is is in the numbers uh that we've seen so far um so if if uh if I were to um, 
to 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 categorize you as as a type of artist um r&b comes to mind of course mm-hmm. that was the maya forever project uh nasty girl kind of has more of a crossover appeal to it mm-hmm. um we've talked about this you consider yourself a pop artist or maybe yeah. both the the you know yeah. we're redefining it as 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 we go these days but um what would you say is, is your lane um, I actually, me and my team have kind of said, I'm the queen of pop soul. It's it's okay. having the pop artist aspect, but having the soul R&B feel to it of being pop and being top 40 commercial, but at the same time, still having that soulful realness that grounds us into music. I feel that. I feel that. Actually, I, 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 can, I can relate to that because that's exactly how I look at it. I spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks listening to all the female R&B artists and some of the pop artists. And, you know, you really can't tell the difference between one and the other. The songs kind of even sound the same, the production and so forth. Yeah, um, they do. They, they start to blend. And I've recently just gotten really into Giveon. Mm. Um, I like his sound because I feel like he's very soulful, but at the same time, there's a, there's a, there's a familiar, a familiar, excuse me, familiarity to it of of the top forty records that I listen to of Ariana Grande and and Sam Smith, and I just love it. I love his, I love his whole sound. I love everything he's doing. You know, he's he's he he's dope. Um, there's a there's a couple I could I could I could think of, but we're gonna we're gonna focus on the female uh, artist today. I'll be back with the with the male perspective, but um, so um, I, I I particularly uh, notice that you have a range of emotion in this last yes. project. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, and and you know the song in, in Invincible mm-hmm. uh, took me kind of you know it kind of took me there you know I was emotional. Uh, it was like, you know, this song is something I could hear behind uh, a film or a documentary or, a, or oh, animated so cool. something. I mean, all my songs are, are very, you know, invested personally into them, but Invincible for one. me was, was really, it was my story dealing with endometriosis. So it was things that I had gone through of, of doctor's visits and, and being in pain and, and dealing with all these things that a lot of people didn't know about. And so it was a way for me to vent. And so I wrote it and I actually was very timid about sharing it with my team at first because it was so different than some of my other records. And I was like, yeah, I'll just like record it and we'll just leave it to the side. And they're like, no, you have to put it on the album. Um, and it ended up getting added to my forever. And I'm so glad that that it did, because I feel like it showed another side to the album and to me as an artist. Exactly. Um, it did uh, kind of fit in to this whole project because I can listen to it from beginning to end. The craziest from- part is yeah. I actually got to perform it um, in Las Vegas at the first Endometriosis March. Good. for like 200 women who suffer from the disease like me and so wow. I got to meet women like me for the first time that for the longest time I thought I was alone like I thought I was the only one going through this and so I'm meeting other women I'm sharing my story and they're all like me too like this happens to me and 
the audience started crying. I almost didn't know what to do because I'm so used <laughs> to like, you want to have a good reaction from your crowd and just positive, happy. I'm having a great time and everybody's crying. I'm like, no, 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 no. they're supposed to do that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. This is a tearjerker, man. I'm trying to tell you, uh, you know, oh, from a male you. perspective, you know, I, I, I know females have, have health issues throughout their life. And, um, you know, we hear a lot about other things that are going on in the female right. life. And quite frankly, somebody recently just reached out to me. Um, a woman had used the song for her wedding to walk down the aisle. Um, there was another, uh, a few men that actually related saying that they had like chronic illnesses, cancer and things. And it, it was relatable to them. And so it made me start looking at it as a more general perspective, not just the endo community of like, this is relatable to other people going through pain and, and things that they're not, they're feeling alone and they're just feeling like, I just want to be strong. Yeah, uh, exactly. I can, I can apply it to, to uh, a lot of things, but you having a cause and you wanting to be behind that cause, I'm all about, I would support uh, at any opportunity. Uh, we're big on that here. Um, at, uh, at my label and my production company, uh, often doing PSAs. Uh, we're doing a film festival next year that I just secured where we're going to give uh, funds to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, oh, wow. So this That's is, amazing. Uh, you know, That's amazing. Uh, if you're in the D.C. area on uh, the uh, 29th and 30th of, of July, um, okay you know who knows you might be i'm gonna tell ace because he's like my calendar like <laughs> i know he's got you probably booked between now and forever but uh <laughs> i know I he's just give everything to him he's just like the king of managing everything <laughs> i know i know i know um so but, but um, uh, i actually i started uh my nonprofit called enemy stories um, I actually just got my 501c status in nice. Republic Community. Okay. Um, I'm super excited because it's it's building awareness and educating people about the disease and adenomyosis as well and infertility because 50% of infertility is because of endometriosis. Okay, so it impacts that. a lot of women that they don't even know until they're trying to have children. And so we actually are going to be raising funding to provide surgical treatment for the women um, because there's no cure. So in the meantime of trying to get a cure, the only thing they can really do is doing diet changes and, and trying hormone therapies and, and surgery. So these surgeries cost up to 50 grand. So this is something that I feel really passionate about helping these women and getting them out of debt. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't imagine. Uh, and you know, I trust that you're in good health. Um, yeah. Yes, I've had 14 surgeries myself, so I'm, 14. I'm very familiar. Wow. What a uh, what a strength that shows. <laughs> um, and you're still able to to do this music business thing, which can't be easy. I've managed it's ours not, before. It's it's been yeah. my dream since I was a little girl, and I I actually my sixth surgery, I was pregnant with my son, and my uterus ruptured while I was pregnant, mm. and so. Um, my son was here for 10 days, um, but he went too long without oxygen. So I had to take him off life support mm. and I actually mm. held my son as he passed. And I promised him that I was always going to pursue my dream of music. I was never going to give up no matter how hard it got. And I knew he was going to be watching over me. So for me, really the album coming out alone, let alone it doing well or anything like that was just like full circle to me. And 
me keeping my promise. <laughs> you you certainly have done that. Um, let's switch gears for a second. This <laughs> this 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 album, the the, the numbers I keep referring to. Um, tell us about that. Tell us about these 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 successes, this trajectory that you are on. So. We actually released the project during the middle of the COVID pandemic, which was so, in the beginning, we were, we had reservations about it because it was like, I don't know if we should be dropping it right now. I don't know if people are going to even be streaming music. There's so much going on. And I think that that ended up being one of the best things we could have done because people ended up being at home and streaming. And My Forever was the single that we were pushing and we had the album out. And so when people were listening to my forever they were discovering the album and so they were telling me like oh I found this song dope enough and I found the song invincible and I was like oh my god really and I'm from a small town in western Massachusetts so people mm -hmm. hearing my song in California and England is like wait what you don't <laughs> okay yeah this is yeah. cool I mean even hearing fans knowing the lyrics to my songs is, is crazy to me so I actually got the streaming plaque for a million streams on the album. Um, we got another plaque for uh, charting number 14 on iTunes. So <laughs> they actually Crazy. got delivered to the house and I was just a blubbering mess. I took my plaques out to dinner. Um, <laughs> I had them of course, as, as, as one should. <laughs> yes, I had them in their own seats. They got a steak and a lobster. It was oh, great. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Much deserved, much deserved. I expect more of the same. Um, I'm grateful and I feel blessed. And I'm I'm praying that God lets me wake up tomorrow and continue this because I'm like a kid in a candy store and <laughs> I'm so happy. You're loving it. Um, so you're 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 talk about your newest projects. You've got a couple of projects I've, I've I, I know about um nasty girl uh i think is one and uh you've got another uh a feature i believe tell us about the uh the new projects that you you've got going on so uh nasty girl is the new single that we're pushing right now as you know and then mm -hmm. i actually have another song out uh with a feature by Derek king called make up your mind uh romeo reyes and Derek king mm -hmm. um i actually got to perform that here in las vegas at a sold out arena in vegas that was insane mm -hmm. um and then working on a new song right now we're back in this well i'm back in the studio um and i'm very excited to see what people think about the new record and i'm actually working on some more of what i was talking about with the pop soul uh feeling as well so definitely interested to see how everybody likes this new stuff for me i know i can't wait for one now let's talk about let's talk about the tools part of this stuff um mm -hmm. I know you've got uh, a team. Now, yes, that is team. the most important part. <laughs> yeah, okay. So tell us um, about that. Who's who? Who makes up your team? What do they do, okay. and how to have how have they helped you? Okay, so Ace Mill Ticket is I call him Mister Everything. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows him as Mister Be Heard because he that's exactly what he does. He gets you heard. He puts your music everywhere, and he's okay. involved in everything from the production to the actual recording to <laughs> putting the music out, distributing the music to promoting and marketing the music to getting me to my shows. He is everything. He and does it all. Yes. Ironically enough, um, I met him my third day in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> and I have been with him every day since. 
Um, he was artist himself. He was signed to Universal when okay. he was a kid. Okay. Um, so he's familiar from the artist aspect and he's very, very business savvy. So he's very knowledgeable about both. And he actually introduced me to Chris Whammy. Chris Whammy is the best guy ever. Um, <laughs> Chris Whammy is like my big brother. And I mean big. He's tall. He's very, very tall. He's my New York brother. And he understands what it's like to live on the East Coast. But he also does all of my radio. All of my radio. And he go. He is my business partner as well um, with uh, the record label Wamrex is myself, uh, Ace, and Chris Whammy. Okay. And then we work with actually a couple of production houses in Las Vegas. Um, the team that did my production for My Forever, uh, different Empire Music Organization, the gas station in, in North Las Vegas. Uh, Tyler Gaston is like one of the best producers I know. He's an amazing songwriter. He has a team of songwriters uh, Tiana, Righteous, Dame, they're all artists themselves. So they all understand what it's like to write and, and be an artist as well. Mm -hmm. Um, my other producer who helps me with all of my ballads, all of my pianos, and is actually my musical band director. He plays drums as, uh, noise. And then Estot. Estot is Another producer that I work with out in Las Vegas, he is amazing. He's produced for Chris Brown, uh, Rihanna, um, anybody you can think of. He's done it. He's amazing. And he's actually working on the new songs I have coming. So I'm very, very excited. Um, I love my team. They're absolutely amazing. And they have pushed me to be the artist that I am. Because when I came to them, I was definitely not this artist that I, was, that I am now. Definitely not at all. Um, I wasn't as strong of a writer. And actually, Invincible was the first song that I fully wrote where I locked myself in a room and I wrote the whole song myself. And I remember coming back to them like, look what I did. <laughs> look, wow. I wrote the song, look. And since then, they've just continued to build me up as an artist and push me and support me. So I love my team. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, I love your team too. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I want one. Well, I want one for Christmas. Um, no, I oh, have. I'm sorry. I'm also forgetting the huge importance. Jazz Laser. He's also another uh, writer out of Las Vegas. He is uh, written Nasty Girl. He wrote um, my new song that's coming with my favorite new feature I can't expose yet, but it's a childhood feature favorite of mine. Wow. And um, he's writing for Seven Streeter, Bia, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber. He's amazing. So I feel dope, very blessed. Dope, dope. Very, very uh, blessed. So, so I want to know, so do, who works out these melodies, these harmonies? I always am amazed when I hear an I instrumental versus the finished version of a song. I'm thinking, man, how the hell they come up with that? To be honest, it, it's really a joint effort. We've yeah. always kind of sat down and it's like, you take the first verse and you take the second verse and I have a melody that sounds like this and I have this one. Okay, well, we'll try them both. What do we right, think? right, right, right. It's always whatever feels the best. And mm -hmm. we've been very blessed to be able to not argue and not fight. Like, no, mine is better. And egos just go out the window and everybody's yeah. just a family. And it just all is cohesive and I love that part of it because it makes it so easy to be an artist and just be creative and then you're around other artists so you're inspired by oh I like what you did I didn't think of doing that versus just kind of almost 
like having blinders on where you're like, no, it's this way. And it's always this way. It's always right. going to sound like this. Yeah. I love it. That's that. That's the, the, the essence of uh, putting a team to work and coming out with, with a team yes. project. You get that's, these different feels. That's um, actually what I tell people all the time. Other artists and people aspiring to do music is even if you don't have a team yet, go watch other artists perform, go, go see other artists in your city listen to their music, see what they're doing and not to, not to take anything what they're doing, but really you're not reinventing the wheel. You're, you're picking up on things that they do like, Oh, I can do that. Or mm. I can change this about myself. You're developing yourself as an artist. That's, that's one thing that Ace has instilled in my mind of you're developing as an artist, you're constantly mm. developing and becoming better. So even if you're not perfect at something, rehearse it and practice it and you'll get better. So being around somebody who's telling you, hey, this is wrong or fix this. I think a lot of people tend to be like, no, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. You're just hating on me. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're trying to instruct you so you get better. You have to learn. Everybody's learning. It's 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 so important uh, to take that feedback and take it the right way. Um, so if if you know you have someone Maybe they're a young teen and they're just, you know, really trying to find their, their way. And, and also if this is a career they, they want to pursue. Um, how would you, uh, you know, what would you tell them? How would they go about it? I mean, I know that you, um, you said, go listen to music. Uh, mm -hmm. What else do you, do, do you uh, I would recommend? Say listen to music, but also take your time. Like, I feel like a lot of younger artists, especially are like, oh my God, I got to put this out. I got to do this. I got to do this. And they're constantly in a fast paced mindset and a lot of it is enjoying the actual process going to the studio and writing with the team or even if you're writing it at home write it rehearse it go to the studio record it listen back to it take it home a lot of people think you have to have that finished product that same day that same time mm. sometimes artists take things home to really sit with it and really mm -hmm. let it marinate and and get better so I think the biggest thing is really just take your time, enjoy the process. Like you only live once. And instead of just letting your life pass by and being like, yeah, I think I did that. I don't really remember. It's blur. Remember the moments, like sit in the moments. We, we always, when we're writing are like, yo, this is crazy. Like we have five artists in a room and we're all like sitting and writing this one conscious thought. It's, it's a really beautiful moment when you sit and think about what's happening. So I think, Young artists, surround yourself with other artists. Take your time. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy your music. Love your music. Mm. Um, I think now it's the music industry's gotten so fast paced. I feel um, I say this a lot to my team that I feel like even when artists put out music, it's like, OK, well, where's your next song? Where's your next song? And the, people don't necessarily listen to the full album anymore. I remember even being a kid, I listened to a whole album. I listened to something and I became a fan of that artist. I feel like now there's a lot more of, oh, I like that song. I like this song. I added it to my playlist and I have a playlist of 200 songs, yeah. but they're all different artists. Yeah. And so now coming up as an artist, it's, I feel like it's a little bit harder for someone to necessarily fall in love with you because of your music. I feel like you have to be a brand. You have mm -hmm. to have something else going on other than just, yeah, I'm a singer, I'm a rapper, and that's it. Yeah. Find what's important to you. Find 
what you want to you want to say as an artist. I think that's a big thing too. Like, I don't feel like a lot of um, artists really think about that because they look at it like I'm doing music. I went to the studio. I'm done. I did what I'm supposed to do. Right. I think Let me you go jump on IG and, and tell everybody. Right. And <laughs> I think you knowing what you want to say as an artist, what your message is, is important because when you're jumping on Instagram and you're talking about your music, the things that set you apart from somebody else is your story. So I think sure. just all those things, just to, just to <laughs> cut myself off here, rambling on, but no, yeah, this is... I think a mix of all of those things are important. You, you touched on 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 so many good points. Um, you know, you could tell you've lived a little uh, yes. because this <laughs> sounds like I'm, I'm, you know, honestly, it sounds like I'm I'm talking to somebody who's who's lived a little and is, is mature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we're Thank we're you. yeah, um, we're missing that in, in a lot of ways. To, to be honest with me, me having as my all the surgeries and and. You know, having where I lost my son and I had another surgery in 2012 for kidney cancer, like I had different health aspects going on that would I would go to the studio and I'd have to stop and I would have surgery and I would be on bed rest for a month. And it was like, oh, my God, I want to be in the studio. I want to be doing Mm. this. Mm. And it was just a constant yearning to do it that when I would finally do it, I was like, oh, my God, I got to hurry up and do this because I'm going to have another surgery and this is going to happen. And I wasn't taking the time to sit with it and really be like, oh, I want to say this, or this is what I can talk about. And now looking back on it, I'm like, the songs on my forever were supposed to be, well, they are, but they're supposed to be the different kind of pieces of love to me. They were the falling in love phase and the butterfly feeling, the, I just love being in love with you. I just want to run away with you. The, I want to get married and settle down. I'm tired of playing games to the, I, tonight is the night we're, we're going to be about us. And then to the songs like Dope Enough that are, am I still dope enough for you? Am I still someone that you love like as much as these other things? Mm-hmm. And I feel like even talking about those moments made me mature as an artist because it made me look at it like, yeah, I really have been through all those things, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you um, have, so- yeah. You have a story. It. Your album is always your story. So it's amazing when you're done with an album, the things that you say and looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, I have so many more things I can talk about now. So I think it's time to write another one. <laughs> your life experience becomes, you know, music and art yeah. imitates life and that whole thing. A very, very yeah. deep. Um, but um, so, you know, we got the music queued up over there, Dre. Uh, yes, We're going to try to lighten things up a little bit. Yes. I have a DJ for a reason. He's supposed to be playing some music, you know, a little underneath type stuff. We got any, uh, any My Forever over there? Any uh, Caitlin Morrell? I want to do things a little different with my podcast. I don't want to just, you know, deliver an interview just with two people on a screen. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we got a few minutes here. And I want people who are tuning in, um, mm-hmm. if they haven't already, to, to, to hear uh, some some of your music. Um okay. Hey, turn that up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one that hooked me right here. Yeah. I was on Loom like, what is this? Is, is this is this supposed to be even be on here? Who is this chick? You know, I think Isn't I reached out to the last you song right that I got added to the album. You know, it's not funny how that happens. I hear this all the time. 
I almost didn't record it. I almost didn't put it on. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. And it turns out to be, you know, the big it one. Us, it took us six months to write this song. Really? And it was just because we would write something like, no, it's not right. No, it's not right. We'll come back to it. We'll work on another song. Yeah. And, we, and then we finally came back like, oh, I forgot about this one. And like, <laughs> we started writing and it just that day, it just clicked. And it was like, oh, put this in there. Abyss and Tyler Gaston just came through with the pen that day for sure. Absolutely for sure. Tyler Gaston and Ace and Ace are my for sure pen (laughs) at all times. (laughs) It's funny when a guy writes for a woman, it works. It does. It It, it, it really does. People don't know this, but they I think it's uh, vice versa too. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of female writers, Seven Streeter, Sia that write that write for men. That right. Neo, Neo, right? Wrote for Beyonce. Right. Oh, Brianna. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What's another one I like? Um, I like so many. I like, I like Dope Enough. You got Dope oh. Enough up there? You have video for all these? Yeah, yeah. That, you can blame Ace for that, too. He filmed the whole process. Okay. the whole thing so we have we have video of me in the studio we have video of us writing it coming up with the melodies and everything yeah nice nice well i'm running out of time here okay. uh as as zoom is is letting me know i'll get an upgrade okay <laughs> but um i didn't want to keep you too long um, oh, here thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure you're you are a delight as i knew you you're cool i knew you would be um <laughs> You know, whenever you're in the D.C. area, please let me know. Um, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. we definitely should link up you and the team and, and you know, maybe have some crabs or something. But definitely oh, if you're around. I'm allergic to seafood. Oh, but, you are allergic to seafood. But we'll everything find, else is cool. <laughs> we, we got other stuff. We got a whole bunch of stuff we could we could throw at you. Uh, okay. But um, uh, if you're in D.C. on uh, in, around the 28th of July, uh, sorry, the, the 30th, um, keep wanting to say the 28th, but it's the 30th of July. Uh, definitely let me know. Uh, maybe okay. you could come out and, you know, maybe perform, maybe you could speak. Um, there's, uh, you know, probably at this point, uh, hundreds of people will probably, uh, be there. Uh, but we may, we may, those numbers may increase between now and then. Um, but I, I'd like to get your music out there uh, in this local area any which way that I can. Uh, I think we need so it. So much. Thank um, you guys so much for all the support. I really appreciate everything. Absolutely. Um, so with that, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. This is uh, Club Toolbox. Caitlin Morrell, My Forever uh, is her project. And if they want to get in touch with you, follow you, what are your socials? I'm available at the real Caitlin Morrell on all uh, social platforms. So it's the real and K A I T O Y N M O R E L L. All right, there it is. Go get it. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. It was wonderful. I look forward to hearing about your new projects, and yeah. um, uh, I'll see you soon. You too. Bye. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>